I should probably put a couple of disclaimers out there. One is, I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And I'm certainly not going to allow anyone else to do so. Probably not a misfix-it, but I do play one on TV. I only want to hear the good stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. I only want to hear the good stuff. Welcome to the Backstory Perspective. We're going to sit down and listen to a few stories. I appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with me today. Welcome. Or welcome back, I should say. This is Casey's Big Day Part 2. We're still sitting with Casey and Dave. Casey's going to tell us the rest of her story. And now all of us are relationship experts, parents, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, people. What comes next? Let's take a listen. Okay, so yesterday, um, so I just got back Do from New York. Do I need to run a tab, but go ahead. No, they only take cash anyway. And I've got a lot of cash, consequently. <laughs> After uh, last night, Robinson, but go ahead. Very, very close. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I just got back from New York. You saw that. Yes. Stanford, Connecticut. Been at training for a week. Got some really cool people. You know, we're hanging out. They drove me around. They knew that after an Italian restaurant trip, that if I said bamboo, that meant throw me the keys and I'll catch up with you later. I just shit my pants. Okay. Oh, That's how close we are. All right. I'm one girl, nine dudes. And you already told them about. No, no. I, but she didn't tell me the story. I know I, about all that. We're an Italian restaurant. I mean, fucking sauce. All right. Oh, and they served so me. Good. And they served me fucking toilet water for tea. <laughs> Because you're from made, southern Indiana. I made Adam, who lives in North Carolina, take a sip. I'm like, don't drink my straw, but take a sip of that. Tell me what you think. You know, sweet tea. And he was like, he goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I was like, thank you for confirming what I've been bitching about since I've been here. Okay. Anyway, spend two weeks with these guys. We get to know each other. We're all like, taking over class and shit. Right? <clears throat> so, I come home on Sunday because we hung out for a little bit. I went and saw some shit. And then on Sunday, I come home and, uh, you know, I'm exhausted. And I'm going through all these testing procedures. Okay? My next step is a colonoscopy. They took the gallbladder out, they've ran some blood tests. I have no fucking hydration completely dehydrated it could be rheumatoid arthritis it could be fucking lupus like she's got it could be you know fucking who knows kidney failure is a big one i want to put it all together so anyway i'm like fuck me man i'm glad i got this fucking job i got insurance right now holy shit and the doctor can finally because a law was passed last year to give me a colonoscopy whereas before i was denied a colonoscopy and i would have to pay for it in cash and that's ridiculous. Medicaid people get it automatically, and they should, but so should working people. I just told four strangers at a restaurant, if I say bamboo, that means give me the fucking keys because I've shit my pants and I'll catch up with you. <laughs> I'll find you. I'll drive the car. I'm going to have to hit Target. Because <laughs> they got the best bathrooms. And they got matter. new clothes. Fast forward. I've been through all that. Roseanne, we're riding home on the train from New York City to Stanford. And she's like, no, no, we get up here, man. And I'm like, you've been asleep for 30 out of the 48 minutes that we just rode this train. You don't know shit. All right? So anyway, we're arguing about the car. We leave. We go to the hotel. I get up in the morning. I take a car. I go to the, ho- I go to the airport, and I ride in a wheelchair. <laughs> 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 All right. 
You doing, Willies? I'm, I'm, no. They're pushing fuck, her. I, yes. Yes. I'm just fucking going through the airport. All right? So I was like, I have my gallbladder removed. I walked three miles one night, another, or like four miles the next night. I cannot do gate 54. That's a 20-minute hustle. I agree. I can't pack over 10 pounds. They're like, okay. They put me in a wheelchair. I'm just like hanging out with all these people. They're like. <laughs> Fuck them. They don't have to poop their pants. <laughs> right? Right. Right. So anyway, so they wheeled me through the airport. And I was like, I didn't know it was so much better <laughs> than hustling through this motherfucker. Getting on the airplane, fucking sweating, blotting my upper lip. Can I get a glass of water? This lady There's times when it's nice to be she's an like, invalid. She's like, oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. Can I get some water? <laughs> okay. So that was my experience. So I come, I come, all that. We've had a COVID outbreak. There's a COVID outbreak. Uh, five people have it from training. All right. So that's going on as soon as I get back. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right. And our buddy Marty, who's not been vaccinated, has COVID and he is fucking sick. Oh, my. And we've got a private chat going on with just the 10 of us in my classroom, the nine dudes and me. And we're just like, hey, man, is anybody here from Marty? What's going on? Da, da, da. And I'm like, I don't know, man. And then somebody's like, hey, Casey, can you help me with this? And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, I just learned more in this conversation than I did in the last three days of training. And I'm like, I got you, girl. That is. I. So, Tuesday, Boston ass. Wednesday, Boston ass. Thursday, Fuck, man, I gotta get my KPIs in. I'm gonna get my touches in. I'm gonna get all my touches in for the week. 160 of them. Explain to the layman what that is. Right. Okay, okay. So, what happens is we have to forecast opportunities. We have to create opportunities. We gotta work leads. We gotta Tell work him what you do. He knows what I do. He, he sell, she sells time and, and uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, I do sell time. Connectivity. Internet. <laughs> Internet. There. That's what I meant. I, I do sell time. I'm slow when I'm up this late. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll do Joe Biden here in a minute. I'll forget all the words. And, I, and okay. I sympathize with him. Okay. So, anyway, I get home. This has been my week. To, or yesterday, Friday, I get a notification that I need to have a scheduled call at 1030 with an HR representative from New York. And my boss. And I'm like, is this about the COVID shit? Because everybody's getting phone calls from corporate about people having COVID to go get tested, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that must be it. All right. So yesterday morning, <clears throat> 1030, I WebEx in. Okay. From here to here, I look good. I got a nice green blouse on with a ruffle collar. I've got a sweater on. No, bro, fuck that shit. I just had my fucking, I got fucking shit going on. You know? And I got my, you know, pajamas on and my fucking house slippers. That's how I spent my day. Here, I look good. Down, no. All right. <clears throat> so we're having this call. And uh, my boss is super irritated. I can already tell. He is frustrated. He's pissed off. He wants to say a whole bunch of stuff, and he's holding back as hard as he can. And then there's an HR representative from New York City. He's an older man, and he's like, so here's what's happening. We have to cut headcount. And we're doing that based on tenure. And since you and your colleague are the only two people in Indiana, we're going to have to cut you because he's been here longer. And I was like, I just came back from training in Stanford and New York. It was like, I don't know, a $3,000 trip to train me. So. <clears throat> I'm like, all professional, on camera, on camera, totally professional. And then he's like, do you have any questions? And I'm like, um, this was not the call that I was expecting. Um, I thought this was going to be about something completely different. 
Uh, I appreciate the fact that I'm working until January 10th, and then I'll receive 12 weeks of compensation as well as insurance. It's a good thing, and you're not taking my sign-on bonus away because I spent all that on my kid's car. And I just started diving into why I have debilitating diarrhea. <laughs> so, <laughs> Funny but serious. I understand. Fuck you. I'm fucking <laughs> well-versed in I know. I got my gallbladder Casey. taken out in between my trips to Stanford, Connecticut. So I would have two weeks in between, so it would be so bad. But I made sure to schedule that so I didn't miss anything that this organization had planned for me. <laughs> How do you go anywhere? It's very oh, difficult. It's, it's a totally it's planned a out fuck procedure. It, yeah. She it's, knows. It's, She's like, mm, okay. It runs your life. It, run it, run, life. it runs her <laughs> life. So It runs my fucking life when I'm with her. So I get this information, and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, we're going to help you apply for a position. If you find a position that you want, apply for it, and we will help you. We will reach out to the manager. We will have a conversation. But under- At the same company. Same company. Good. But understand that you'll receive, you're going to work until January 10th. You will receive 12 weeks of compensation and insurance. And then at that point, you'll receive a package, severance package, like to let you, let you go. We're really sorry about this. And I was like, um, I may have questions later, but right now I think I'm pretty solid. So you lost your job? Yeah. Yesterday morning. This is where I'm telling you I'm a frazzled old man. I, I don't deal with these things well. Fuck. Yeah. She lost her job yesterday morning. So. After having an hour <laughs> conversation with... Multiple people. I got to be honest. I, I'm surprised that your father, Rod, who who I don't know real well, hasn't killed anybody yet. I'm, I'm not talking about <laughs> that just we this. Know I'm, of. Talk, I'm talking That's about what we know of. other things involving Casey. <laughs> I, it shocks me because he's a kind of a protective dude in that area. He's very protective. Well, of it's his interesting that here. you would say that, being a protective parent. So I find out that I'm being surplused. They're Whoa. Gonna, they're going to try and keep me on board. Hey, back it up and start it oh, over. Oh, okay. So you're being um, surplused. I'm being surplused. That's a nice way of saying it. <clears throat> My boss is like, here's the fucked up part. The person we have to keep because of tenure, he's been interviewing elsewhere. Pretty fucking sure he's going to take a job. After you taught that one girl a bunch. And then I'm fucked. And I was like, well, fuck you and fuck me, I guess. He goes, well, the good news is we're not taking back your sign-on bonus. And I'm like, yeah, because that money it just got fucking spent on my kid's car after I had surgery. I drove like 50 cent with some fucked up holes in my body. All right? <clears throat> like so I hang up with cent. my boss after the HR call. Then I talk to my boss separately. My boss is shitty as fuck. He already got shitty as fuck with our director. <clears throat> She's already scheduled a conference call between her boss, her, and HR about his shittiness. And I'm like, well, I'm real sorry to hear that. But here's the problem I got, dude. I just got handed down the fact that I have made people uh, better people at training. The training people love me. I met our our chairman and CEO over a cigarette and he just said his name was Tom. And we had a casual conversation about how everybody hates fucking smokers. Suck a dick. <laughs> we ain't blown in your face. We ain't sitting in your room. Fuck the fuck off. Okay. I think I'm doing pretty good. Anyway, I tell my boss, uh, yeah, I'm going to need a minute to digest this. No pun intended. <laughs> I don't. Because I've already told him. When you're blowing my phone up, when you're wondering where I'm at, when you keep questioning and blowing up my WebEx and shit like that, shit in front of my computer, where I'm not at, when I'm on the motherfucking toilet, shitting my goddamn guts out. I'm dehydrated as fuck. I have no energy and there's nothing I can do about it until I figure out what the problem is. And you just told me I'm fucking fired and I'm not going to have insurance, you fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> Did you really say that to me? You doubled the fuck up. All right. You didn't use your mom's favorite word, fuck face, but go ahead. Oh, that's mm. interesting. That so, is super funny I take a Xanax and take a nap because my anxiety is flying out of my body. I, I can't imagine. I, I just I'm, let go of my golden egg because my kid needed a car. 
That's and what moms do in I've your And now I've just mom. found out that I've lost my job, that I can work until January 10th, and then I'll receive 12 weeks of severance. Well, what the fuck is that? I'm fucking 47. I got some motherfucking years to go. Fuck off. You shouldn't have fucking hired me. I'm not even through fucking training yet. Yeah, but you're fuck. a survivor. You're she she is. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm fucking... I'm you're tired. tired. You've got to be tired. Yeah. Okay. So I take a nap. I talk to one of my coworkers in Florida. He's like, Casey, you got to tell the guys what's going on. I'm like, Brad, do not tell anyone what's going on. Do not say a word. He's like, Casey. And I'm like, Brad, don't. Okay. I need a minute to figure this the fuck out. Am I going to move on to another position in the company? Am I going to take this package? Am I going to close some shit? Will somebody fucking hand me $20,000 and a goddamn revenue bill for fucking some shit before I leave? I don't know. But I got to figure it out. So lay the fuck off, dude. All right. So at five o'clock, we have a meeting with our director out of out of um, Michigan or not Michigan, uh, out of St. Louis. My boss reports to her, and so do several other managers with several teams. And I am not on camera. <clears throat> and my boss is messaging me through the chat. He's like. Are you okay? And I'm like, did you go to the bar at noon? Because I sure as the fuck didn't fucking do shit. And Bonnie, who's running the call with all of these managers, she's like texting or she's messaging me in chat. We're going to take care of you. Don't worry about a thing. You're going to be on our team. And I'm like, great. So it's 538. P.M. yesterday. It's 5.38. Last call. They're in Missouri. The fucking time zone's off. I get fucked. I get to work half an hour every fucking Friday. Fuck off. All right? So anyway, we didn't fucking They let you go through the whole fucking day before they fucking got rid of you. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. They told me in the morning. But I have to continue on until January 10th. I am employed there. In my position until January 10th, and at that point in time, I'll receive 12 weeks of severance. So she's got to make it through January 10th. Is and they're probably saying. watching her like a hawk so Absolutely. they can disqualify her. A that. fucking hawk. We already found out the HR was reading our WebExes. Me and my nine other people that I connected with, we have a private WebEx. They're reading our shit. We were talking about COVID and who's got it and what's going on. Everybody needs to get a test. They're like, you can't do that. We didn't realize that you were all going to be that close after spending that time together. We were like, yeah, well, we care about each other. We don't want anybody to die. Marty's sick. Yeah. You know, suck a dick. The corporate world is just has no fuck heart. Fuck the fuck up. It's fuck the fuck up. And it's like a fucking, who is delivering this stupid fucking turd that everybody needs to carve a piece off of and eat and send down the line and then shove that bitch back up into the intestines like a fucking goddamn rock. It's well, fucking dumb. All right. Please so, tell me there's a happy ending. Oh, oh we have not gotten there yet. So at <laughs> five is. at five thirty eight yesterday, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm on that like last this. call. I'm not <laughs> visual on WebEx. I don't want to fucking see anybody. My world just got crushed, and I'm trying to fucking handle that shit. Fuck off. So I hang up. That's done. I haven't even gotten out of my chair yet, and my cell phone rings, and it's a foreign phone number. What's that phone number? What is that phone number, Courtney? Here, do you want me to read it? Do you even need to read? Know that Here phone you go. number? Yeah, find that phone number because we're gonna Everybody podcast can call. this shit. So at five thirty-eight p.m. Oh, Casey, it's not on this one. My work phone. It's got to be on your work. Okay. My work phone call ends, and I haven't even gotten on my chair yet. I'm wrapping up some notes. I'm texting my boss. You know, I'm just like, you know, I need a minute, dude. You just told me I'm fucking fired. Okay. We need to put it on here, though. All right. He knows it already. Mm. So, my cell phone rings. My personal cell phone. And it's a foreign number. I don't know it. I have no idea. So, I don't know if this is a job offer (laughs) or a fucking opportunity to close some business so I can make some moolah for a minute. So, when I answer the phone, this guy goes, listen, listen. What's your name? And I'm like, I just said my name. My name is Casey. Who is this? You don't need to worry about who I am. What you do need to know is I got your kid with me. There has been a drug deal that has gone wrong. 
your kid what? was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I'm going to need you to stay on the phone with me. And if you hang up this phone, I am going to not call you back. This is over. This is my favorite you, moms. Oh, fuck. And he goes, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear your child. And all I hear is, Mom, I'm scared, Mom. But you could tell that's your kid. Could you tell that was your kid? Yeah. When was the last time you heard yourself, you heard your child, your adult child, cry like, I'm petrified for my fucking life? Because the last time I heard it, when he was like fucking seven. I don't know what it sounds like now. But I'm going to trust the fact this dude's calling me. That's my kid crying. Maybe it's his girlfriend. Okay? He's 20. Hang on. Um, I can tell you when you're going through this, I bought a trailer that they were going to kill my brother-in-law if I, they didn't have the money. And I knew it was a lie. But I put the money out anyway. Who are the because fuck how are you I, people well, hang, hang, hang on, hang on. How am I going to tell my sister her brother died because I didn't believe some idiot? And I, and I knew it was false, but I didn't take that chance. But now you go ahead. You, If you think you're going to have to answer for the death of a loved one. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever. Do to I'm going to do death, whatever. You do. Okay. But go ahead. So this man tells me, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? And I'm like, yes. And he goes, okay, I'm going to need you to gather your belongings. Make sure you take your purse Bring that pad of paper and that pen, and I'm going to need you to go out to the car. And I'm like, okay, it's my phone, uh, my cigarettes, my purse, uh, keys, uh, my car. Okay, I'm in the car. I'm in the car. He's like, I'm going to need you to make some noise. Slam the door. I slam the door. He goes, nobody else is in the car. And I'm like, nobody else is in the car. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I work alone. I live alone. I do not have anyone else in my car. And he goes, okay, I'm going to need you to start driving. And I'm like, where am I driving? He goes, I'm going to need you to take $3,000 to the Walmart nearest you. And I'm going to need you to make a deposit. Have you ever done Western Union? And I'm you like, had to yeah. honk the horn, right? Wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, 1989. And he was like, okay, well, it's very similar. He goes, and what I'm going to need you to do, and I'm like, listen, dude, I am halfway across the town that I am in. If you need $3,000, I do not have that kind of cash right now. I have to turn around, go back to my father's home, and get that kind of cash. Because at this point, I'd have cut off my fucking arm and put it in a fucking shoebox and left it in a Walmart in the toilet paper section if I thought my kid was going to fucking live. I agree. It, it's tough, Jeff. Especially okay. after the day she's had. So, I'm, I'm in my pajamas. I'm shocked. I'm that in my pajamas. Yeah, because she's a no tough hope. motherfucker. That, it shocks me because she is tough, but go ahead. I'm a tough motherfucker. I know you well, are, okay. but, but when your kids right. come to mind, yeah, do not Jeff, fuck with my children. I will fuck get a, you up. And you'll do didn't anything Didn't get a phone call answered. Anything. This is why. Okay. So, anyway. He's giving me directions. I'm driving down the highway. How close are you to Walmart? Keep your phone on speakerphone. Honk your horn going down the highway so I know you're driving. Bonk, 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 bonk. I'm driving, dude. I'm like, it's 8.3 miles to the next town. I don't know how long it's going to have to take to get off the exit, but the Walmart is right around the corner. I am on my way there, I assure you. And he's like, what are you doing? Why do I hear noise? Why do I hear noise? And I'm like, because I'm lighting my cigarette (laughs) on the wrong end, and I can't smoke it. That's what's happening right now. I am one mile away from the Hart Street exit. I get on the exit. I'm driving. He goes, are you there yet? And I'm like, I'm coming up to a light. I have to turn left. And then the Walmart is right there. I turn in. I'm fucking panicking. But also, I have my work phone, too. So you called Gabe or, or, or not Gabe? My or- family's Gabe. not in my work phone. That's my work business. That's what but I mean. my mom is in there because my phone died. So I am now recognizing as I have to slow down at stoplights and shit and take a fucking breath that... Okay, what do I do? I can't fucking see up close anymore. So my glasses, I got to take them down. I got to take them up. I got to take them down. I hate them fake bifocals. (gasps) They suck. Okay, okay. So he's telling me to write all this shit down on this piece of paper before I go into Walmart as I'm sitting in the parking lot. And Jeff, I... Oh, my God, I'm leaking on the floor. I did try to call my brother-in-law numerous times during that and couldn't get an answer. That's why I went in and paid. If I could have just got my father hold of my brother-in-law, I would have known the truth. 
Right. But go ahead. But couldn't okay. take that risk. But go ahead. So I follow these directions that you're reading. I've never done this before. I go into Walmart in my house slippers, my pink and gray, like, hearted pajama bottoms, thin as fuck, my blouse, it's green, okay, and a sweater on because I'm dressed from the waist up for all my WebExes and the waist down, I'm in comfort zone. I could have shit my pants. I don't fucking know. And I put a fucking pair of pajama pants on because fuck it all. All right. I, I don't blame you, honey. Okay. So I'm honking the horn to confirm to this guy that I am in the car and on my way to Walmart. Moms. I don't even know why in the fuck I'm going to a fucking Walmart. I fucking hate Walmarts. Why am I going to Walmart? Because you can wire money. I ain't at the fucking same Walmart. You are, motherfucker. Why am I going? So I get to Walmart. He's like, oh, write this down on a piece of paper. You just read it. Right. You wire <clears throat> money to him in Mexico. So this is what I wrote down that he told me to do. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, don't make no scenes, moms. We don't need no police involved. I got drugs on me. I got my boys with me. And more importantly, I got my boy with you. So you need to do what I say. I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want this to get ugly. I got other shit to do. I need to move on. I'm going to give your son a burner phone that he's allowed to walk away from my car with, and he can tell you what happened or he cannot, but you will know that your son is safe. So let's get this done. Let's get it over with because I got shit to do myself. Damn. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay. And she can't hang up the phone. And he's like, oh, no. They don't want her calling Gabe or or And here's the deal. The other one, Peyton. I need you to go into Walmart, do those things, and I need you to keep your cell phone in your pocket on speakerphone so I can hear everything. Don't get caught up, moms. If you run into somebody at Walmart that you know, you better move on. We need to get to the counter. We need to get this taken care of. Let's go. And I'm like, I understand. So I go in. I've never done it before. I read this off to him. As a matter of fact, instead of reading it off to him, I was just like, here. Read it of the directions. I don't know. Whatever works out. Okay. Now, meanwhile, I've got my work phone. i got my work cell phone. So now, instead of driving and freaking out, I have a moment to stand at a counter while some dude is fucking wiring my money to a place in fucking Mexico to release my son out of his car. Jesus, fuck. So, if you notice, the name he gave me, Jose Antonio Cardenas Picardo. He told me Antonia with an A. So I go in and I do exactly what he says. And then all of a sudden, I'm back out in my car. He's on his laptop. I'm looking on my laptop. As soon as I see this money come through, I'm going to let your kid out of my car. I'm going to hand him off this phone. And you're going to be on your way. Everything's going to be cool. We don't need to involve the police. Do you understand? I understand. So I have to go back in Walmart and change the name because it's Antonio, not Antonia, like he said. And in the meantime, I'm using my work phone. I'm texting my mom from my work phone, and I put it on this piece of paper and throw it at the lady at Walmart and then point for her to go in the other direction before I might fucking do something crazy. Because you're desperate. Yeah. Oh, yes. Did they get Absolutely. hold of Peyton? Please tell me. So... My mom keeps calling my phone that's on speakerphone that I can't get off of. So I can't fucking answer her or her goddamn text messages. But she ain't picked up yet on the fact that I'm messaging her from my work phone for a fucking reason. But she's just like, what the fuck is going on? What in the fuck is going on? I got a defender. She's 64. And she's been a space cadet 
since she was 16. Okay? <laughs> Norma is... can have a really good heart, but, yeah. Why aren't you answering your phone? Stop peeping in before this guy kills my fucking kid. You if, she fuck would, fuck. if it was in person, face-to-face, she'd say, why don't you just punch him in the balls, Casey? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, so, anyway, my mom is messaging me on my work phone, which has nothing to do with my personal cell phone that's on speakerphone, and she's telling me, I just talked to Peyton. He's okay. He, yeah. he is okay. He is with Alyssa. They are at his dad's house. He's getting ready to take a shower and go out. And I'm like. And then I tell the girl, do not make that transaction. And she's like, okay. They know Peyton's history and they found it and they used the mother. Mm-hmm. So. so Peyton was never in jeopardy. No, but they knew because they have some sort of report. On him. Yeah. I heard a voice recording of him the other day that was make-believe that he's writing people out and he ain't. They trick you, buddy. Go ahead. So, I now know for certain that Peyton is not fucking being held hostage. Okay? Because I would have cut. I would have done anything they asked me to do. I know. Fuck. So... Now I'm still on the phone with this guy. He's in my pocket, and I know that my money hasn't gone through, and I know that he does not have my son. And I picked up this phone, and I swear to God, everybody at Walmart in the fucking checkout lines all the way to the entrance doors were like, this bitch is on crack. (laughs) Because I'm going to promise you the tables turned, and I was like, you Fucking cock-sucking motherfucker. I'm going to cut your dick off and make you eat it. You hear me, you little prick? This is not a funny joke. And if you mess with my children, I will fucking kill you. I will fucking kill you. And eat your children. And eat your children. Fuck yeah. Nothing left. Carcasses on the road, bitch. And I'm talking to him like this. And he hangs up on me. You're going to hang up on me? You motherfucker, you've had me for an hour and eight Did minutes. you call him back? I called him back. Oh, fuck yes. I was hoping you <laughs> would say that. I fucking called this motherfucker back. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I don't know who you are. I don't know how old you are. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I ever see you, I'm going to fucking make you pay, bitch. And I tell him this. I call him back. And he's like, what you going to do, bitch? I already got your money, bitch. And you I was still like, got his number. Oh, yes, I do. We should call him now. And I said, oh, that's what you think, playa? I said, you think you got my money, so fuck me, bitch? I'm going to tell you something right now. You ain't got shit, motherfucker. I fucking took the money back. It's sitting here in my motherfucking hands. I'm at goddamn Walmart, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to fuck your world up. I am going to fuck you up. You mess with the wrong mama in this motherfucking mama situation, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kill you. This is where I wish I was walking. These things would never happen. Again, I mean. He hangs up on me again. So I call him back, and he does not answer. It goes to voicemail. So I leave him a very strongly worded voicemail. And then I'm mad, and now I'm crying. I'm sad. I call Peyton, and I'm like, he's like, what the fuck is going on, Mom? And I'm like, oh, my God. I thought somebody had you for hostage, and they were going to kill you. And he's like, Mom, calm down. And I'm like, fuck off i haven't had a minute to fucking process this shit you know jesus christ and he's like mom i'm okay everything is fine it's a story for your grandkids though okay and so i hang up with him and i called him back again (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i'm like don't answer this phone, bitch. I got your phone number. I know you fucking answer it. You better hope it's a burner phone because you don't know who in the fuck I know. You have no idea who I'm connected to. I'm going to find your ass and I'm going to persecute you like a fucking fat motherfucking hog on a grill, bitch. I got to wonder if he knows Peyton by association through Indianapolis. There so is a lot of people in Indy. So here's the kicker to it. Peyton tells me that it's a scam. It just happened to his Uncle Mark, his Aunt Tracy, and her mom and dad, Joe and Dana. 
about Jordan. They called them and said, Jordan's been in a horrible accident. He needs help. How did they get the information on your kids? I'm telling you. I don't you. think that they had information. I think that they just use a generalized, oh. you have kids. And if somebody says, I don't have fucking kids, then you're like, they Scott have Rick. information, honey, on it. But there's so much information available. But I believe you. <laughs> yeah, you had to believe your kid was selling drugs. I don't no, know I don't how he was selling drugs. The, I believe that he is. Not selling, buying. I, wait a minute. He's 20. I don't know if he's at a party right now and somebody's like, hey, man, you want a fucking hooter? But, but like I said, it could be buying or selling. I swear to God to you. I don't know. They called my dad and told him they were going to bury my brother in a well. And this was legitimate. And I had to follow my brother over to somewhere in Illinois, miles and miles and miles, to get him even on a deal. And they were being nice, not the Mexican cartel. This was in the 70s. And my brother dropped off us like a 1968 But Nova. did you know your family was fucked up with the cartel? No, no, was not. this wasn't the cartel? the cartel. This was my brother back in the day with a motorcycle gang. And my brother, so you knew that he was. Gary. I knew Gary did that stuff, and I, I had to Gary. follow so him. So it's believable. He dropped off the Nova in the middle of the country with the duffel bags full of pot, and I picked him up. But he couldn't have anybody else follow him because my cousin, who started this, stole the cocaine my brother was dealing. So this old man, who was an old man laborer when they were building Merrim Power Plant, was the main dealer. And he was who hooked my brother up. And my brother was dealing big time. I bailed my brother out one weekend. He had a hundred grand on him. Oh, and he shit. couldn't pull that money out at Knox County Jail. And he couldn't pull that money out and bail himself out. So I bailed him out. The very next week, he is broke. And I saw this stuff. And the guy that stole some stuff from my brother, my brother would beat him up every day. And I would cry. And I said, just <laughs> let him go. Let him go. And my brother said, he's a ruthless motherfucker. And he did this, and I'm going to die. And my brother beat him up every day till that guy showed him. My brother used to take his money, put it in two PVC pipes with the ends plugged with one pipe, right. and bury it. And that's how he kept his money hidden. My one cousin, who stole the cocaine, was with my brother when he buried it. He went back and stole it. And this is a cousin that did this to my brother, a close cousin. And so that guy said, I'm, and that guy liked cousins? my brother, the guy that was the main guy. He said, I'm going to give you a break here. And he let my brother deliver that marijuana to make him even. And that's a true story. I was there. I drove my brother all the way out in the middle of the country somewhere, dropped that car off in the middle of a fucking ramshackle house, nobody there, an abandoned house, left that Nova in the driveway and drove home. And they forgave my brother the debt. And what would you have done for your brother? Oh, I'd have died for him. Right. But my dad's the one that told me to do this. My dad... I love my dad. I was a very innocent, naive boy. Your dad so was great dad to me. So your dad knew what was going on. He was on. a great dad. And he was grandpa. he was good to me. Like he, I didn't go through all of. When your I was childhood. a young man, I grew up. My dad in the Marine Corps. He was a god. He did no wrong. There's no way he would do something criminal. But your dad knew your his son was selling drugs. My dad sold drugs with my brother. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Producer, editor, sound guy here again. Throughout the next 5 minutes and 41 seconds, there are more moments discussing the stereotyping, toxic masculinity, and homophobia of Dave's childhood. One comment his father made is particularly disturbing to me. Again, if you'd rather not listen to this, you can skip ahead 5 minutes and 41 seconds. Thank you. My, par- my, my relationship with my parents in the end of their life was very sour and no good. And I was my dad's favorite. And can you imagine the razzing my dad took as a Marine? Okay, uh, so he switched to the Air Force and we go to Japan. Yeah, this is the Marines in what, the 70s or 60s? 60s. Okay. And early 70s. He was... Okay. 69, he was Air Force. We go to Japan. And my dad takes me to a judo class. And I had never had judo in my life. Now, this is the vanity in me. I was a muscular, strong little freak of nature. I had right. a six-pack when I was five. Right. And I only know that because my brothers used to make me flex. So my dad takes me to this judo <laughs> class, and I whip the whole fucking class, not even knowing judo. Throwing around. He, I'm playing like my brothers. and It's fun. Okay, wrestle. And, I, and this kid that's a purple belt in judo is crying. He's the star, and I just whipped his ass. 
And my dad walks up to his commanding officer and he says, what do you think about my sissy son now? Because <laughs> I just whipped the commanding officer. And what my dad meant was, maybe my gay son will hold your boy down and suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what he meant. And that's exactly what my dad said. And then I'm playing football when my dad I retires. I can't believe your dad thought you were gay. Because I ran around with my sister. I, okay, West Side Story. My dad watches West Side Story. I'm in elementary school in Biloxi, <laughs> Is Mississippi. Is that all it took? Oh, my God. When, oh, but back I played then, hopscotch. If, if you did. hung around with girls, you were immediately gay. Everything I did, I, I loved those. I loved hopscotch. I loved all those things. All my brothers got to play Tarzan at the pool. We'd sharpen a popsicle <laughs> stick and dive in and save each other. What did I get to do? I got to dive to the ball of the pool and have a tea party with my sister. I used to tease her. Now, this is where I embellish the story. This is where I embellish the story. Oh We're going to the high dive, and my brother John does flips. Joe does somersaults. And I told my sister, now, this and is And you suck dick. I tell my sister, I said, I heard a lifeguard say one time, look at these little muscular fuckers. That boy right there will do a gainer. That other one will do a sip. I said, that fucking gay one will do a swan dive. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> and whatever my sister told me to do, I did. So I did a fucking swan dive. You every time. Every time. Every time. And I wanted to do a flip. But my sister was a very dominant. Oh, yeah. She was influential. My, yeah. my sister was- and my mother. Basically raised me. I was raised by two women. Now, my dad was all fighting wars. But because I was his little muscular shit, he, and he goes, that, he, what do you think about I'm playing football with all my cousins. And, and I was a really good football player. And I ran over them, beat their fucking ass, even Brent, who was two years older than me. And I run a touchdown. It's just Thanksgiving. And I got. By touchdown, do you mean sucking dick? No. I mean, I just ran a touchdown <laughs> and ran over all my fucking cousins and beat their ass. And I'm skipping. Dick back. sucking is fine, by the I'm way. Skipping. Skipping. <laughs> he I'm skipping. He stuck on that because he's back. a football player, and it bothers him. A good football player is labeled gay. So he might have been, too, <laughs> labeled gay. <laughs> you ever seen Vacation with Kevin Chase? Yeah. You know them white, bu- them white vinyl shoes with the gold belt buckles? <laughs> I had that exact pair. Oh, strong. And they're fucking my favorite. Hell okay, yeah. my mom Why made me a be? purple pair of pants and a purple girl's shirt to wear to school because I love that shirt. Well, like, because she didn't like have a pattern be... for boys. I called them John's shirt. had the big balloons. But the thing, <laughs> it had the little hushed up collar. shirt. <laughs> so I wear that to school. Wait a second. Wait I wear second that to day school day in Biloxi. Or South Carolina. So I, you have balloon sleeves? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, with white shoes with gold you know, buckles. And, and, what and, a and, Hey, and the pants are purple with orange handprints. <laughs> I wanted to look like Michael Jackson, and I thought I was the shit. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, going back, I, I run a touchdown, and all my uncles, because I'm skipping back to touchdown. the hub, and my dad grabs me by the shoulders and slams me down and says, I said, fucking stop skipping. And give me them goddamn shoes. Stop I never saw them shoes again. And my uncles are laughing, pointing at me. Now, I've asked my aunt since this. I said, and my dad looks at me. He's beating the fuck out of your boys. And they were laughing because his gay son. And my dad said, well, my gay son's beating the fuck out of your boys. And my aunts all confirmed that. I never Check saw those shoes, shoes again. That would be and, like so, the so, fucking nightmare for me. Okay, so like a, a few weeks later, my dad, I'm riding to somewhere with him where I'm working, Mick and Melody. He says, if I had a gay son, I'd kill it. And I look at him, it's like, well, so what the fuck's that mean? That's how naive I was. But he thought I was gay. And when I got that first girlfriend who was a black girl who everybody had issues with, and I loved her. I love my wife now, and I would marry her. You loved I, I would, her. Oh, I loved her. I would have married her. Really? And she turned out to be a wonderful woman. We couldn't get married because both our parents said, your children will pay a price. And they would have. My children would have paid a price. Times are different now. But, uh, oh, yeah, my mom made it absolutely. And, and I was raised not to you ever use the N-word. My parents, I thought, were non-racist, and my mom wasn't. But, but they she, didn't like gays. Didn't, no, no, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Our son is my gay. Mom, my fuck mom, us. I don't know what she thought. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Did your mom think you were gay or just your dad? I think everybody thought I was. Everybody. <laughs> uh, with probably exception of my little brothers. Yeah. Oh, it bothered my big brothers big time. Damn. So, so is it weird that Joe played Barbies with me? 
I played Barbies with my sister all the time. But we all love to play Barbies. You played Barbies with me. Yeah. But when you would leave me at your mom and dad's house, Joe would play Barbies yes, with me. He would. But, and she had a crush on Joe. Go ahead. But also. Well, Joe was a good-looking guy. But also, Joe, Joe, Joe would hang me by guy. my ankles over the second-floor balcony, and Gary would stand down on the sidewalk, or sometimes you, and be like, go ahead, drop her. And I'm like, Aah! That's what a family of boys is like. And my niece, Abby, has five boys, and I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah. But it's a, you, you know that balcony, your mom pulled out in front balcony. of the guy that owned a, Willie's on Main Street, and he stopped, and he was cussing her out, and I could hear you crying on the phone, and he was crying, and uh, they came to the house, and I jumped off that balcony into our grass, <laughs> and I was going to kill that guy, and his wife, who went to school with, made him apologize to me, not because of I would be disaster, but she said, if somebody cussed at me like that, and your child, you would be furious too, but I was going to kill him, um, and he called to apologize. And I said, you're lucky I didn't come and kill you. Jan was there, John's wife, when I jumped off the balcony. Oh, Jan. I was going to run down to 10th Street, wherever it was. And I jumped off the balcony down to the thing. Um, okay, so when I was a girl. Yeah, <coughs> you still are a girl, but go ahead. <laughs> when, when you were a little. When I was a young girl. I was like, I don't know, 11 maybe. And um, I was in Winslow. We were over at the school, which was within walking distance right. from the house. And we were playing basketball, and there was a couple of dudes there, and they were, like, fucking with me. And they called me a bitch. I'm, like, 11 years old. What? What? And you're already a bitch. What? I don't even know what you mean, <laughs> right? Have you met Norma? Just asking. Okay. So, anyway, I'm like, you call me bitch one more time, and I'm going to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> My brother's with me. My brother's like, oh, oh, case about to get going down. She about to go down. Anyway, this kid called me a bitch, and I fucking whopped him. Whap! Right in the face. Fucking knocked his fucking shit. He was all fucking bloody. He goes home. His parents asked what happened to him. His dad's fucking mad. He's coming to our house. He wants to know why my brother kicked his ass. Oh, shit. Did Rod answer the door? He pulls, this is great. He pulls up in the driveway, all right? Me, my brother, we're inside. We're fucking around. We're probably watching TV, and who knows? Anyway, my dad's just gotten off work, and he's like, fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. So this guy rolls up with his kid, gets out, and he was like, I want to know. Uh, I, I want an apology from your son to do this to my son. How could he do this to my son? Look at him. You have a violent young man. <laughs> My I dad, my dad comes out, he comes in the house and he's like, hey, you two, get the hell over here. So we go over there and he's like, he's like all into my brother. You can, you can tell he's about to tear into his ass. And uh, the kid goes, it wasn't him, it was her. Oh, shit. The dad <laughs> of that kid slaps him in the back of the head <laughs> and says, get in the fucking truck. I knew this was going to happen. Get in the fucking truck. I'm sorry. And they pulled off and drove away. Oh. I'm like, oh, the girl kicked his ass. That used to happen in our house all the time. One time, some little boy grabbed her and kissed her. And she come home crying. And her dad was going to come over and speak to me after I chewed the boy out. And I said, well, come on over. <laughs> and, we, and that it's boy apologized to her. Hey, she didn't want kissed, and she was a little girl. If she wanted kissed, I wouldn't have no problem with it. If it was, you know, little kid's play. But she was crying. He basically grabbed her. And her dad was Mr. Macho from Bicknell, fucking stuck in the fucking 60s. Ron Burgundy, by the way, is a real character. Do you know who that is? <laughs> that fucking guy is real. Is he real? <laughs> He's real. Know. All you got to do is go to the Elks in 1972 and there's 10 of them in there. That is not that uh, far-fetched of a story. That's not that far-fetched for it's sure. It's not. No. And, and I'll tell you else another Will, Will Ferrell. What's his name? Will Ferrell? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Will basketball Ferrell. movie he made? Oh, yeah. That's true. Semi-pro. That's true. That's how the Indianapolis Pacers and the 76ers got into the NBA. That was the ABA that did that. Yeah, and that is true. that guy that does all the commercials, Pat. Sage? No, he's a singer <laughs> from, the, from the fucking <laughs> Is that Wheel of Fortune? Like Pat Dean or something. Like uh -oh. Jimmy Dean almost. Pat Boone? Yeah. He owned the Pacers. And he'll Pat show you. Pat Boone owned the no. Pacers? He, yes, he did. 
Are you fucking and serious? And he will show you his yeah. ring. It only cost me $35 million to get this champ. And he's Just the one that stuff. sued the NBA. And he won. But you know how much he got? $1. And he still has a check. Pat Boone I'm almost owned sure the Pat Boone. Whoever owned them got $1. Casey. Just like... Uh, Can you get me one? Yeah, would you get me a double? I know I'm drinking up too much money. Yeah. Boomer, I'll keep do you this. Get me another light? double. He wants a Coors Light. Oh, you better write this shit down. She is not going to remember when she gets in there. So grab a napkin. You know me. Grab a napkin. Double whatever cheapest whiskey. Boom, we'll go with you. Yeah. I, I just want regular, just all whiskey. No Coke. Yeah, he just Straight likes he a, wants a double. I don't even drink it on the rocks. I'm a Marine. Yeah. You guys want to part and go over there for a minute? Take a break from this? I'm fine if she's fine. Whatever yeah, Courtney I'll sit here for a second. Dude, there's way too many fucking people over there for me. I'm not even going to lie. Well, that was a wild ride. What do you think? Did you see any of that coming? I certainly didn't. Casey's big day. Nobody could have prepared me for all of that. And again, lots of texts, lots of texts to one of the producers and our sound engineer. But we got through it. What's your story? Reach out to us at thebackstoryperspective.com. Send us a little message. What story do you have?